live from McGillicuddy's in St. Paul. We are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know I can't do nothing at all. You say there's no use in walking out and I we're gonna Let's open it up with shots. I think that's a novel way to open this up. Yeah. There's no more adult beverage than the child's beverages we're about to drink. Here, tell um, us. Yeah, so we uh, both watched that game, and we decided to punish ourselves uh, and our livers. Uh, I'm drinking UV cherry vodka, <laughs> a big-ass shot of it, and uh, Dave Martin's got some fireballs. See, the reason he has the fireballs is because I would actually enjoy the fireball, so. Oh, know, yeah. No, it's yeah, not punishment. Let's, this let's is flagellation. Fucking punish yourself ourselves. <coughs> oh god that's so sugary <laughs> it tastes fireball tastes like old hot tamales which I enjoy UV cherry vodka tastes like really bad uh, like child's cough medicine <laughs> so you know when you, when you drink too much you get to, like sometimes so you, you mix it and, and, and you get drunk and then that thing tastes really bad to you maybe forever Right, if you've ever had that experience. I couldn't drink Code Red, and Code Red for a long time because I drank a lot of Code Red vodka when I was in uh, college. That's you know you know what I had the pretty much the exact same experience and it was with um, regular Mountain Dew the very first time I drank and I, I waited till after high school and everything I was a big kid and I they just they had booze at somebody's house and I'm like okay I saw what they were doing I get the gist of it but I don't want them to pour me a drink I don't want to be like I don't know how to do it can oh, you do it for me? <laughs> so I went in there and it was like it was like a pint glass and I'm like half vodka oh, half Dr Pepper Jesus. so it was like eight shots I don't know I tasted it I'm like I don't know what the big deal is it tastes terrible yeah and then I was puking later yeah. obviously and then yeah so you know what's actually a really good uh, Mountain Dew drink is Mountain Dew and Bacardi O like orange like the orange flavored rum from Bacardi and Mountain Dew I mean you know we're basically in college <laughs> I don't think I've drank that since Ugh. 2002 but damn if I didn't enjoy it back then so I had a lot uh, more access to Mountain Dew than I did to uh, I don't know like bitters and shit when I was 18 yeah so. yeah it was a lot easier yeah you could buy a two liter code red and a bottle of uh, rum and you'd be set for the uh, set for the night so you know what I love is when I go to a bar and I say Listen, what I want is uh, probably 18-year Glen Fittich. I'd like it. Uh, I'd like it stirred with ice and then strained. I want it chilled, but I don't want ice in the glass. And they're like, "Can I see your ID?" I'm like, "What fucking 18-year-old <laughs> is coming in here and ordering that drink?" Like, that's that's why when I bring people over to uh, actually, matter of fact, it was at I was at Fitzgerald's last night watching the U.S. Men's game and uh, with uh, with another fellow Dark Cloud, and we, he came in and he's like, "Oh, what do you want?" The bartender's like, "What do you want?" And he's like, "Oh, I guess I'll take a Hams," and uh, <laughs> This, this dark cloud is older than he's about our age, but he looks very young. And he's like, oh, I guess they don't card you here if you order hams. I was like, well, <laughs> there's that, but also you're hanging out with me at fucking Fitzgerald. So <laughs> yeah. everybody, everybody gets a hams pass when they're walking with Zellers. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so we've delayed long enough. Um, I, th I think our goal was to not talk about uh, what happened against the Revs, and there's a couple reasons to not want to talk about it. The scoreline doesn't do itself any favors, but. The obvious caveat that everyone has been uh, tripping over themselves to make was we had a ton of injuries, primarily to backups, but also to our goalkeeper, Justin Davis, who has not been great, but probably our best left back out with suspension on a dubious red card. And um, 
a shitload of people gone for international duty. I'm, this I, I'm gonna start a timer. We got five minutes to talk about this. To game. Talk about this fucking game. Let, Everything. Okay. All right, so, so all those caveats go. made. Let's start your best moment of the game. Uh, I ate a really good quesadilla at Lake Monster. Great. I didn't know they did food. <laughs> they do uh, food trucks. Okay. Uh, Lake Let's just take four minutes to talk about the quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> they do food trucks, and they do uh, $3 uh, select beers during the game, so that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, quite frankly, I think uh, Common, um, his uh, his tap-in right right after, after the half, after the team was down 4-1, to one, makes the game 4-2, to two, makes you think, eh, maybe we got a shot. But yeah, we Obviously did not. We so don't, no, not really. It's, it's good to see Coleman get it. I mean, there's no art to it. You know, it kind of came to his feet. But um, yeah. for me, Warner's goal. Uh, so first of all, Warner benefited from a lucky bounce there. You oh, can shit ton of luck. You can also ask what Warner was doing that high up the field, particularly for a team who, let's face it, probably just needs to go to a bunker and pray mentality. Uh, somehow has not gone there yet. Um, but. It was a well-struck ball. It hit the only inch that it could have for it to go past the keeper and inside the post. So well, he had, good on Warner. Yeah, he had. Uh, speaking of uh, the worst moments of the game, he had just fucking completely bailed on his on his assignment, uh, giving up the goal in the fourth minute, um, and so he basically needed to get that to just at least yeah. get back even. Um, but for me, I just worst moment was more of a collective thing. It was just how uh, Fagundas Aguadella. Kamara and Wynn just absolutely thrashed our defense, and they couldn't play. And you were we we talked about it last week. They weren't going to play wide at all. They didn't play wide at all. They just ran down the middle of the fucking defense and picked uh, um, Demidoff and Tison apart. Yep. And that you was know, frustrating. Even Agudelo, who's uh, ostensibly a winger, or sorry, Venegas, not Tison, Venegas. But yeah, uh, right. Yeah, um, um, Agudelo played a lot more narrowly than he might otherwise. He wasn't hugging the sideline necessarily, and that's because the gap between. And I know we played kind of a strange organized uh, back line, but the gap between whoever's was playing it organized. <laughs> the, the the intended organization was different than we usually go for, and and you think about where Demidov is and the gap between him and whoever's playing whatever you want to call fullback that day. That is the gap right there, and that's what they exploited. Agadello came in. They did it over and over again. For the, the ugliest particular moment for me was watching a turnover in midfield. They turned it, broke downfield. I'm talking about the Rebs, obviously. And um, it became like three or four on two. And, and the problem for me with that is how high up the pitch the fullbacks were that it became just the two central defenders that were left there. Um, I know we were playing something like a 3-5-2, which I think we had no business playing personally, but um, – there's no excuse for our fullbacks to be that high up the pitch, even if we're on the attack. And the simple reason is because of what happened consistently there and has happened consistently before is that we don't have the speed, the tenacity, or the skill to drop back and make a meaningful cover for that kind of push. We, we were never – I mean, are you talking about like right after the halftime or – No, 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 no. no. I'm, ta I'm talking early in the game, probably about in the 18th minute. We had a particular break. Well, uh, we weren't playing a 3-5-2. Uh, we had players who were completely out of position. Like Viva, which caused it to look like a three-five-two. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the the team came out in um, in a more of a five-three-two format in the second half. Yes. You know, uh, Dunlady and, and uh, Jermaine Taylor came in, and they Jermaine Taylor slotted back more um, in the on the back line. Um, I really, I gotta fucking want this team to play a three-five-two with uh, Kovel, Tyson, and. Uh, Common, but I don't we think that's ever going to happen. We need fullbacks who are committed to defense. And if you want to call the second half a 5-3-2, that's fine. And, of course, our fullbacks are going to start moving ahead. Everybody's going to start moving ahead. New England's letting off the gas. We're behind. We need to score. So the fullbacks push ahead. 
but our fullbacks were pushing that high in the beginning as well. If you look at the passing charts, they were they were high the whole game. I think we all were high the whole game. Yeah. So it, it, I was not. We <laughs> unfortunately. We, yeah. So so we, I, honestly, we need we need a better commitment to defense. Uh, we need Colin Warder to sit back. Uh, we need our fullbacks to sit back, and we need to allow the the, the talent we do have in attack to work it up the pitch and it's going to rely heavily on some guy like Rasmus Schuler to be the the metronome in the middle of the field yeah. who gets who, who makes the transition between the back and the front uh, well we have basically two guys attacking the entire game it was really it was god awful but the um, ball never got up to yeah. him yeah let's Jesus uh can Christ. we let's skip the skip the uh the match official it was not great uh, the penalties were contestable the one was definitely outside the box it was definitely a dive first one was sure. probably i mean you stick your foot out you're going to and the guy's going to fly over your foot so i can understand why that one was given the second one i was just a little yeah agudillo knew what he's doing oh yeah I mean, that's, absolutely. A, that's the thing that's about it yeah it, it wasn't like it like he was drawing that foul absolutely and demidoff fucking stepped up and put stuck his foot out like <laughs> yeah anyways let's let's not talk about that uh <laughs> was there any good players in the game um for stars of the game like you know common was the only bright spot like with the goal and he actually played at he was actually the one stepping up on defense and um, actually, like, making tackles. Um, he is a little aggressive and a little reckless sometimes, and so you worry that one of those is going to turn into a yellow or a, a straight red or a couple of yellows. Um, but uh, he was the best player in the game. And then also the Traveling Loons fans were great. <laughs> Saw them on TV <laughs> a bunch. So yeah, they're, Good they're job, Traveling Loons fans. O- only a few there, but they had a bunch of TIFO out, and it was all – Four per- TIFOs. It was amazing. It was, it was perfectly Minnesotan TIFO, too. It was, like, semi-self-deprecating and stuff, and, and so I love that. Um, honestly, I'll, I'll put Kalman, too, but but here's my here's my problem with that. Um, Kalman has not been great. He's looked great because he's been surrounded by shit. Um, he's been good. He's been serviceable. He's been consistent. Uh, when there's been an error, he's had the speed and the again the tenacity to, to make up for it. But let's let's not start calling Coleman a Defender of the Year candidate. God yet. no, he's, I'm uh, not. I mean, and you guys know I have a huge heart on for Brent Coleman, but I'm we've all seen not. it. Yeah, we've all we've all seen your throbber for Brent so, Coleman. So just quick aside, if like if Coleman is our best player right now, which he clearly is our most informed best player. Who's the second best player on this team right Col- now? Coleman Col- is not the best player. I, I, I honestly think Kevin Molino is, is the okay. best player. I, okay. I, I see fewer obvious mistakes from him. And a, a lot of he, – he does a weird thing where he, he can maintain possession. You can give it to him, and he'll play almost – he'll almost play like a, like, a, like a target guy, but on the right instead of in the central yeah. because you can give it to him and he'll hold a play. But then he'll do clever passing. He'll get into dangerous spots. He's the best. Coleman is certainly top four for sure. Christian is is still looking real good. I don't see any uh, real obvious mistakes from him, except that he has trouble finding the game when it has trouble finding him. Yes, that's well. That's always been Christian's. Oh, certainly, yeah. That's been, a, that's been an issue for him forever. So, but if, if you can put a ball at his feet, he'll do some yeah, cool stuff with 100%. it. Yeah, hundred um, Yeah. Okay. I actually have a fun fact before we jump into like the worst players. Oh God, which please. Is, um, so last week, the MLS goals per game. This is a courtesy of my wife, uh, who's really like loves spreadsheets and shit. Um, Average goals per game in the MLS is four like for three games, right? So it's three games, small sample size. But if you take out the Minnesota-New England game, you take out the Minnesota game, it drops to 2.5. Mm. Uh, for the season so far, 2.866 goals per game in MLS in all games. But if you remove the Minnesota games, it drops to 2.45. Almost half a fucking goal when you remove Minnesota games from from the mix, which is – she's got a spreadsheet. So I'll keep updating this because she just doesn't – 
gets automatically updated, and I'll have this. I'll have these fun facts uh, every oh, week. Oh, thank so. God. I, um, <laughs> so Minnesota, Minnesota's uh, tied for third in goals in in their uh, conference as they well. They played it. They played an extra game, but still, I mean, I think they're going to score a lot of goals. I mean, I, I think we've all. I think we said that. I think it's I just, we were really worried about their defense, and rightfully so, fucking so. Rightfully so. No, don't don't get me started on the fact that enough of those goals were game states and stuff like that. <laughs> I just burped a bunch of that. Um, the next Freddie A. Do Award for the shittiest player. This this is almost harder to give than the Freddie A. Do Award for the best one. It absolutely is because you could give it to pretty much everybody. I mean, it's like it's like Paw Patrol. You know, at the end of at the end of an episode of Paw Patrol, how Ryder always said no they're all good Paw pups. Patrol is. No, my kids they watch oh. Paw Patrol all the time. It's like an animated thing, okay. and uh, this bunch of dogs who like. Uh, they like one's a firefighter on and one's patrol? a police person. Yeah, they're on patrol. Okay. And then at the end, the the guy who owns the dogs, I guess I don't know, like a little kid who owns dogs without. Who's parents. a good puppy? Yeah. They, Who's yeah, a good puppy? They're always like, yeah, right. You know, fucking uh, Marshall nailed it, or whoever's saying it. And, <laughs> then, and then and then he's like, they're all good pups. And then okay. it goes into a song. They're all good pups. You know, well, that's you know, but they're bad. Yeah, they're bad. They're all bad. Um, I mean, would you I like me to talk more about this? No, please don't. I, d I defended Ibarra a little bit last week. He was absolutely fucking invisible this entire game. And I, there's nothing I don't I, – I was hoping that it was – that, you know, he was he had a short leash. I don't think he has any leash. I don't even know where he's trying to play. Kadri was equally as bad this week too. I mean, there was – those guys were non-existent. I clearly, they came off – I mean, they came off at halftime. Inchi clearly saw the same thing. The other thing with, with him – I mean, obviously, Demidoff is a whole – let's just not even fucking talk about Demidoff. But um, – what is what is Keith trying to do with with these lineups? Like that five three two actually looked relatively competent in defense, but it was that because they looked competent, or is because New England was up game four states, to two, yeah. or, you know, you know, and they didn't they didn't need to attack at all anymore. So it's I don't. All game and states, yeah. yeah, I mean, and the, basically for me, the shittiest players of the game were the goddamn New England fans. I railed on you guys, New England, last week, uh, and you didn't show up for a fucking game. You guys are the fucking worst. So you're talking about attendance. You're not talking about like they did a p word chant or anything. No, you're no, no. I'm just talking about like just generally being like soccer fans. Like fuck yeah. you. Like oh, we're waiting for, we're waiting for like uh, waiting for a fucking stadium in Boston. Yeah. You know, fuck yeah. The you clam know? chowder yeah. stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really really terrible. Boston no, you nailed accent, it. Yeah, so. that's perfect. So right. no, you're right. So so for the record, they they had a bit over eleven thousand fans, and uh, although their their true home opener was canceled due to weather, which you know pussies, ours was not. Um, but uh, this this was their de facto home opener. You get some people to show out for your home opener. The weather was not that bad this week, so. Um, Although I did see uh, I did see a picture of Sheaf uh, Alex Schieferdecker in a very stylish uh, peacoat. It was a good peacoat. Yeah, I like that. yeah, it was so, very good. So yeah, can we tag Alex hashtag Schieferdecker? Uh, can, can you tag people in a podcast? If I have to if I have to hashtag Schieferdecker, he's <laughs> never gonna find out about no, it. He will not. I will not spell it correctly. He will not. Okay, we're, I I had a worse player as well, but uh, we don't have time to talk about eleven players. So. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to a segment we like to call Say What's in This Drink. I was trying to – I don't have anything else to talk about, so I'm trying to elongate yeah. this podcast. We're both drinking the Silver Bullet, man. Yeah. Hey, um, have you ever seen the movie uh, – uh, 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 what's the one on Netflix? Snowpiercer. Yes. I have seen Snowpiercer. I always think, I always think of the Coors Light Silver Bullet train <laughs> when I'm watching Snowpiercer. That's a that's a really fucked up thought, man. <laughs> that is a really really fucked up thought. 
I would love to see. I would love somebody to like edit it where they like throw some. Uh, you know, they throw the crickets or whatever into yeah. the thing, and then it spits out a bunch of uh, a bunch of Coors Light at the other end, <laughs> and then you just see Silver Bullet. Um, so there's actually one correction. I was actually, in, in spite of being in the <laughs> land of Silver Bullet, from this is from last week. Um, my wife, my lovely wife, pointed it out. She's our um, corrections she officer. Is, she's, the the, she's the corrections department of this stupid <laughs> fucking podcast. Um, because Anheuser-Busch actually owns the rights for beer in stadiums with uh, with MLS stadiums, or especially or the one in uh, Colorado, at least. I was drinking uh, Bombers of uh, Budweiser, not Coors. Oh, no. Right, so, um, so, yeah, I apologize. I was wrong for anybody who was there with me who was actually maybe probably the only person who was there who actually listens to this podcast was my wife, so – Honey, you're correct. I'm sorry. I fucked that one up. So, moving along. You remember the Budweiser Frogs? <laughs> yes, I do. It's not. No, I was like 10 years old. And I'm like, I can drink a Budweiser and get these frogs. And these fucking funny frogs are sitting on a log enjoying a Budweiser. I can drink some of that, man. I mean, <laughs> what's the like? What's the fucking Joe Camel? Like, where you're like, oh yeah, cigarettes are cool. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> You have an impressionable, an impressionable young child. I hope that is rubbed off on your children. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite bits from The Onion is uh, it was a video and it said new PSA tries to warn kids smoking is gay. <laughs> okay. um, this next segment is called Feud of the Week. This week we tackle. You see that? A hey, that was, a, that was a yeah, no. Stop, don't ever do that again. Okay, this will all be edited out. The People's Pitch. If you don't know what the People's Pitch is, it is the official podcast of uh of uh, minneapolis city f sc fc sc sc i'm a, i'm a member of that of that soccer club you bought into it yeah um have you ever been on the podcast i've not jesus christ yeah you got this. <laughs> this is this is why we're railing against come on podcast. guys i've never been invited now look i've never been to a minneapolis city game before but i, I mean at least have me on the yeah, well, see. they should. We should do like a. We should do like a crossover podcast or something, and that'd be fun. Have you ever gone to a Minneapolis? You've never gone to a Minneapolis City game. Yeah, got, those are I, the words I just said. I actually yeah. have. I have a couple extra tickets as a as a as a uh, member and, and a, a card carrying member of the Minneapolis City SC, and I have actually a couple extra tickets. We should go to a game sometime. That'd be fun. Maybe Anna, we can record a podcast like right afterwards. Anna can help watch my kids. I would, I'm sure she would love that. Actually. Oh yeah, you you don't need me to just stoke any fires che- in that Fact department. check that later, <laughs> later, babe. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you heard it here first. Uh, uh, Zeller and Martin are going on a date. Yeah. I haven't had a date in a while. Yeah. Let's make sure we go to one that we're, we can get to go to a bar before and after. So I'll have to go to one over by Augsburg. So. That's good. Viking bar beforehand, and then some, and then like Triple Rock afterwards. That's fair. A- anyway, yeah. the people's pitch sucks. So, uh, <laughs> um, I think we lost the. I think we lost the trail on that one. Probably. Um, let's move on to a segment that we call uh, Inspired Name here. Other United News. We don't have sound effects like the other uh, podcasts. Why don't you type? You type most of these notes. Why don't you type? Um. That's well, this isn't really news. There's just a shit ton of injuries still. Everybody's still injured. Um, well, well, run, Aboja, let's run down the names so well, people are familiar. Yeah, so Bernardo Renoir hasn't seen the pitch yet. Aboja, he's, he's IR at this point, I guess. What's that? Is he IR at this point? I know, I, I'm not 100% sure if he's actually on the IR yet. Uh, Alboja was uh, uh, mercifully destroyed by uh, Jermaine Taylor, uh, this, this podcast's favorite Minnesota United 
loon. Jermaine Taylor um, busted a cap. <laughs> although apparently Abolja is uh, – he was actually back in training this yep, week. So he mat. might be back in a couple weeks. Uh, McLean, Patrick McLean, the other goaltender, is still in concussion protocol. Greenspan is – Still in concussion protocol, I believe, and uh, Daviardi is. I, he just I, had surgery. Greenspan did or Daviardi? No, Daviardi. Oh, Daviardi. Okay. Successful surgery. Today, okay, so. sounds good. Um, so, I, 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 Jermaine Taylor's defending was so bad he had Alboga in stitches. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ! All right, huh? uh, moving along. No, no. Um, so there was a trialist. Uh, both uh, Andy Grader and Megan Ryan um, of the uh, local uh, fish rat factories. Uh, noted uh, Abdule Diallo. I think I got that right. Uh, recently played uh, in for Yelagava. 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 All right, that's a Latvian top flight league. He's out of contract. He's a defender. So cool. That's great. <laughs> you said, wh- don't, wh- so don't. That's great. Moving along. He's yeah. got to be good. <laughs> yes. Out of contract from the top Latvia? flight Latvian league. At least he's not from the second flight I, Latvian team, I mean, for Christ's sake. I mean, if this guy showed up last year on the NASL team, I'd be like, eh, is he good enough to play in NASL? And he's getting a trial, apparently. I don't know if they sign him. He's going to be an international spot. They have to kick off an international, maybe Demidoff. It's not long for this world. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. All right, so let's talk quickly about the United uh, Minnesota United players during international break. Yeah, we, we, lo- we lost a game for their sake. Yeah, we had four. So let's, was it worth it? We lost a game because Minnesota United decided they want to play soccer during the international break. Let's put, let's put it that way. That doesn't um, uh, Kevin Molino actually played really well. Uh, he scored a goal for TNT on Friday in their win, um, keeping them alive in the hex. Um, and he also played uh, on Tuesday as well. He was actually the only loon to play on Tuesday. Uh, Schuler got zero minutes, uh, so Glad he got called up to the Finnish national team. Must have been watching his United performances. Yeah. Um, and Venegas both started versus Mexico on Friday night. Uh, Venegas, or sorry, Cobble got absolutely skied uh, in one of Mexico's goals. <laughs> Looked very much like a Minnesota United game. Um, and then Venegas actually flew home uh, early for the birth of his kid. So congratulations, uh, Johan Venegas. Um, and then uh, Cobble didn't play uh, in the second game on Tuesday. So. Okay. That so, is the United News. So everyone should come back relatively yeah. rested. No one got hurt. No one got hurt. No one got well, hurt. No, I, I heard, what, didn't I hear something about um, Molino, Molino got, like, off with exhaustion or yeah, something Yeah, he like had that? cramps. He had cramps. Yeah. He didn't drink enough Gatorade and eat enough orange slices during halftime. That's why you do so. it. That's why everybody's <laughs> yeah, he, chugging Gatorade. Yeah, he went, down, he went down, I think it was like in like the 70th minute or something like that. It was like right around there. Um, he got stretchered off, and everybody's like, oh, my God, Molino got stretchered off. He was just, and he was, but he, but he was up and, and rocking around. He was just like, yeah, he had cramps basically. So, um, eat your uh, fruits and vegetables, drink enough water, kids, and uh, maybe don't play uh, matches in Panama in like seventy-five degree or seventy-five percent humidity and like ninety degrees. Anyways, Panama, moving along. Panama that's, that's, sucks. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah. So we got the Scouser half minute coming up for you. Scouser half minute brought to you by. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah. Fireball. Because, you know, you're going to be up at 630 this, this weekend watching soccer, so why not Fireball? It's definitely not happening. All right. Uh, um, that's, it will be for me. So not a lot of news. Um, Adam Alana probably is not playing, but the big news is that it's Merseyside Derby this weekend, uh, the Anfield version of that. So they played over uh, in uh, Goodison Park. Whenever uh, I see the oh, – so two, two quick thoughts. Whenever I see the opening for a game like this and it's at Anfield and I, and I see You'll Never Walk Alone being sung, I've been following Liverpool for 10 years, and it never doesn't get me t- 
totally tingly. That's yeah. just an incredible experience to hear all those people singing songs. Second of all, when I see broadcasters who don't capture the "You'll Never Walk Alone" bit, they're just like, "Oh, we just did the anthem, and now it's time to go to commercial." Unacceptable. That is actually one of the good things about um, NBC. NBC with their covers is that they always usually they do always, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not I guess I shouldn't say always, but yeah, they're like. 99% of the time, if they're playing a match at Anfield, like, they will get, they will get there early. They will get their commercial breaks out of the way before, and then they'll go straight from um, You Never Walk Alone. So that is really cool. And it's, it is pretty epic. And if you remember watching um, when they played Borussia Dortmund last year in the oh Europa God. League semifinals, um, Dortmund has taken a thing and You Never Walk Alone. And they were Dortmund singing it, in, it, yeah. it both legs. At, in, in Germany, the first leg, and in, um, in, in England on the second leg, they were every, everybody was singing it. It was fucking amazing. Watch Google it. I think it's on YouTube. There's a just amazing of like this entire stadium singing the same song. It's well, and, and watch that home and away series because that was a hell of a series. That was, that was, a, that oh was an incredible series. Oh my god! I was sitting actually. <laughs> I was at the Buffalo Wild Wings in St. Paul. And, of course you were. And because uh, it was like during the day, I was like took the afternoon off of work. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, Scotty from uh, the Nomad was there with me, and of course you know Dortmund scores those couple goals right away. It's like oh shit. Oh and then all of a sudden, I was like, I was like, we switched spots in the bar at halftime. Mm. I was like, "Listen, we're gonna we're gonna win this game." He's like, "I don't know, we're, we're gonna win this fucking game," and we proceeded to like come back, like the, one of the most epic comebacks, almost uh, you know, almost as good as the uh, Champions League in two thousand seven, but yeah. not not quite. Um, all right, so Merseyside Derby, <laughs> I don't know. We got uh, yeah, Lu- yeah, Lu- yeah, you got me get off soft track. I do that. Uh, Lukaku, Lukaku, um, he just continues to scare the shit out of me. The dude is uh, did not score in the first version of the Merseyside Derby. I feel like he's got two in him, but I think we win. Hopefully. Um, Liverpool did send a jet, a uh, private jet, to get Coutinho and Firmino back from uh, Brazil. Um, so they should be ready and match fit. Uh, like I said, like I said Lalana is probably out. Um, yeah, do you have any other any other thoughts or any other predictions for the Merseyside Derby? We didn't uh, predict that one. Should probably throw that in our predictions. We, we, yeah, we, could, we could predict. So if I think about Liverpool playing to the talents of their opponents, this has all the makings of a 1-1 draw or a 2-1 yes, win. Absolutely you know, does. Yeah. Um, that is what um, it is. Yeah, go sorry. ahead. We, we, you know, this ties in. So we're going to take a lot of questions today. We had a, an unusual amount of questions. People thought we might have some insight. I don't know. Thanks, guys. Um, so the, the shirtless gentleman <laughs> from our first home game, um, DDF at DDF Baker, wanted to share our uh, – uh, he wanted our opinions of the 125th anniversary of uh, Liverpool's crest. So they actually – they haven't um, actually uh, – released it yet there's thought there's a theory that they might release it before the end of the year and actually play with it this year um this is actually the 125th anniversary actually mark like was earlier in march when the club was founded um the uh original crest had uh some latin on it um deus nobis haec otia fecit uh which translated from latin is god has given to us this blessing um that's switched obviously uh in um you know in the 80s the modern crest uh, after the hillsborough disaster and the you'll never walk alone so that became part of the modern crest so we're, we haven't actually seen what a uh, what a new crest might look like anything um, you want out of it this is the i'm showing i'm showing martin the uh the old original crest which yep. is kind of a badass crest honestly so it's not bad yeah. and it's not too far off from the crest we have now it's just slightly slightly modified so anything you want to see from it when i don't it know crests? like i love i do love like the the trident uh the um Poseidon and uh, Merman um, that are on that crest. <laughs> You're <laughs> hoping are, for a return. Yeah, which are really cool. And there's like the liver bird is obviously on it, but right. uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm 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 intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by what um, 
what they decide to go with in terms of uh, jersey colors. I would really, really love for us to get back to a yellow, uh, a yellow away kit, but um, I don't know. I don't think that will probably happen because, you know, um, money and stuff. So can't can't afford yellow. Yeah, no. Well, it doesn't sell as well as like the red, uh, the yeah. red kits do. And I apparently, like weird. I weirdly, someone else, I was talking to somebody is like apparently like the black and like the neon, we like the weird neon kits that they wear sell. Really, really well. Maybe stupid kids are buying like neon yeah, green jerseys. Yeah, those kids are stupid. Fuck those kids. <sighs> okay, we've talked about this guy. Um, you didn't give a prediction for the um, Mercy side. Uh three two to Liverpool. You think it's gonna be a high scoring game? I think so. Yeah, I think okay. Lukaku gets two. I think Firmino uh, gets one. I think Sturridge comes on uh, and uh, scores the the game winner. So I heard it here first. Danny Sturridge back. Back in the squad. Back from the dead. Yeah. Oh, Christ, Liverpool. Let's uh, move a top four, top four, top four. Let's move yeah. on to a, a segment that we sometimes call tactical, schmactical, where we preview the upcoming game. This is what you really came for. This is the real hashtag content. And we want to preview Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake uh, uh, happened to be one of the other um, – one of the six teams that played in our kind of abbreviated week last week. So we got a good look at them against um, New York Red Bulls. And um, they are a team, and let me start off with this before we get into the stuff. Uh, we usually break it down, who's good, who's not, and who's going to win. Um, they fired their coach after three games, felt very much out of the blue, especially for only being three games into a season. But usually when you make a move with a timing that seems kind of weird, it's because you've got a successor waiting in the wings. And I think – Well, think can we, we – yeah, well, it's before, we, before we talk about that, can we, can we talk about um, – much of a i mean we think minnesota is in panic mode i mean they're in panic mode you know people like to talk about minnesota maybe being a tire fire rsl is a goddamn tire fire they forced out garth logger away do you know our point of this documentary they forced out garth logger away great coach they forced out forced out jason christ great coach they forced out bill manning uh, great gm and then they fired so then they gave the coach that brought them to the playoffs last year and and granted, they probably underperformed last year. They probably should have been a better team. But they, they did ma- well they until they the stretch. Made, yeah, they made the yeah. playoffs, um, rewarded him with a three-year extension, and then proceeded to fire them. Fire hit the coach three games in the season. What in the shit is going on? It's, that's <laughs> what really kind of bath salts is it? Are in Salt Lake? That that's it, it was really poor. But that said, you look at the results over the last three years of the Kassar, and then you look at who they had waiting in the wings. It was clear the move was going to be to put Petke in this role. Yeah, but why – I mean, I understand, and I, I'm not disputing that, obviously, and I think Petke will be a good coach. I think he'll probably get uh, some good results out Deserves of Deserves a job. Out of RSL, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I would have loved Petke to be have been the coach of Minnesota United to start the season, like, sure. and we certainly probably could have gone off and got him if we really wanted to. Um, but, like, if, if you – if Petke if, – if you the whole plan was for Petke to take over – and you underperformed last year at, towards the end of the year. Yeah. Why not just just cut him? Move yeah. Pecky up. Why? Why? Why give your coach? A well, Pe- Pecky wasn't wasn't uh, in the organization at that time. Um, well, yeah, that's right. I suppose, but but, but why? But, but you you bring Pecky in. Like, why just why not like bring him in as bring your, him in. the head coach of your of your yeah. team? Not Monarchs not, hadn't played. Not yet. your yeah. Not your USL team. And then yeah. and then on top of that, if you if Pecky is going to be your guy, why did you let the like why did you let the interim coach? Coach for a week, you know, like uh, I don't get. I mean, they, obviously they they got a draw, and that was mostly because Matt Van Ockel, as he has wanted to do, stood on his head against uh, against Red Bulls. But like, 
I don't. I just. I. I have so many questions of of the of RSL yeah. ownership, and I, I don't. I don't know. I've I've got a hundred questions to it. I'm not trying to defend it either. I'm just <laughs> I know, thinking I know about the time. I know you're not. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just fucking flabbergasted. It's so the uh, <laughs> it, it's gone down. It's gone down. Have, weird. No one's ever. Get, no one's given me answers. Like, like what people are like. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the RSL is basically kind of a tire fire. So it's it's interesting because I, I think about MLS and I think about other teams. Um, Philly comes to mind, especially like a couple of years ago, where there's teams that perform poorly. And then there's teams that, from an organizational standpoint, like, what are you even doing? And uh, Philly definitely came to mind a couple of years ago with the kind of decisions that they were making. RSLs is uh, slipping, slipping, slipping into that direction. Yeah, which is too bad because, I mean, we can transition into like, who's good. I mean, they have, they have some solid players. They don't have enough of them, obviously. Um, I mean, Nick Romando obviously is still getting national team call-ups. He's, he's on the old, old end, and... You know, I don't know how many how many more years uh, old man Romando has, um, but like the guy is still a goddamn good goalkeeper and keeps them in games that they don't deserve to necessarily be in. Um, Matt, you know, Van Ockel, we've Minnesota United fans know Matt Van Ockel very very well, and he can he's one of those guys. He'll have he'll have a howler, but he also could stand on his head for ninety minutes too. Yeah. So, um, why don't you talk a little bit more about some of their more uh, attacking esque players? Yeah, if we're talking if we're talking about who's good, it's it's got to start with the offense for um, RSL. And, and I said before the season started that this was a team that was probably fairly balanced, but not great. Um, it's okay to have an equal amount of talent across the field and, and <laughs> have that amount of talent not be amazing. Um, I look at Joe Pata, uh, who's a, a striker up top. I said before the season started, before he was awarded a DP spot, that I didn't think he deserved a DP, DP spot. And then like a week later, they gave him one. So you know. <laughs> Um, jokes on you. Yeah, jokes on them. <laughs> RSL's what, a tire fire. Why don't, why don't we just watch what the results? Yeah, they have one <laughs> goal so far this year, um, but 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 Jao Plata hasn't played much in that. Uh, uh, he he was questionable last week with an injury. He's coming back from. We'll have to see if he plays against Minnesota United. But if he does, they have some interesting. Uh, Mike Petke, I suppose, has some interesting formation decisions to make up because Yura uh, Sisian, who is uh, also a DP now, uh, probably uh, their best player in my opinion. Um, he's been playing as a sole striker up top for RSL, so the question becomes, how do you play him? Do you play Movsisian in the hole again and have Plata play above him? Uh, you know, I think you have to revert to some of what was successful last season because they have one goal this year. Um, United, with a minus 12 goal differential, has uh, six goals this year. <laughs> so, Yeah, but, I mean, their offense has been anemic, basically. Yes. And the Plata not playing has been part of that. But thank God – the elixir that is uh, like reviving your offense, Minnesota United's defense. <laughs> Nothing. So <laughs> nothing's a good. P- yeah, yeah. What New England? I mean, New England had had no points last week. Yeah, and uh, they had scored what I think two goals the entire season. Yeah, so like it, literally, um, I mean the the elixir of uh, of a really shitty offense is Minnesota United's defense. Um, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, it, Thing with the thing until Minnesota can actually stand up and and, and they get it a little bit with against Colorado and, and sort of as, assert their will. Why do you even try to play anything other than whatever's going to attack the right side of Minnesota's defense? Like I don't understand why you no. would play any other way. Like just attack that side, uh, attack basically that entire that entire side of the field because um, Kadri's not going back to track back for balls and you know Warner. Who the fuck knows where Warner's going to play or where he's going to end up? Um, you know, over the course of uh, over the course of ninety minutes. So, um, I mean, talk about tactics. Like, you look at Minnesota. You have Minnesota on your schedule as of right now. I just be like, well, 
Let's Who's just, my left wing? Let's just ta- let's just put five attackers and and like we'll have two people playing back, just you know playing like like old school, you know, suck hole, like just <laughs> like hey, like we'll, two three five. We're, we're to keep our we're to keep our, our center backs just back, you know, around the around the half yard, you know, half uh, half line, and uh, everybody's fucking bomb forward, like nine guys forward, um, eight guys forward. Uh, that's uh, you know until Minnesota can actually like assert their will in terms of an offensive game plan and a defensive game plan. More importantly, a defensive game plan. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's fair. I, I want to make the point here uh, before we transition to into the who sucks uh, portion of this. Last week, uh, RSL featured two Minnesota um, players with Minnesota ties uh, as um, starters, both Matt Van Oakle, whom you've already mentioned, um, obviously Nick Romando on national duty. So Matt Van Oakle, who had been playing for FC Edmonton in the NHL last year, had an amazing year for Edmonton, the kind of year I kind of wish he had been having with <laughs> us when he was here. Um, had an amazing year with Edmonton, got the opportunity with uh, RSL, and it was a 0-0 draw against a pretty damn good offensive team. So good for him. Luke Mulholland got the start on the right side of the midfield. He, I, I mean, it was also 0-0, so heavy, yeah. you know, he, he did Luke Mulholland stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips had a really, uh, really good look, like, and Matt Van Oakle made a really amazing uh, yeah. read and save on, on the basically the – Really, honestly, it was like the only chance of that game, but still. Like, it was not a great game to watch. Yeah, it was, and I watched it in Spanish language, too. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Why? I, t- I prefer it. Okay. If, it, if, it, if I have the choice, I'll prefer it each time. Yeah. We, I, we watched the uh, U.S. men's national – U.S. Uh, Puerto Rico – or sorry, not Puerto Rico, U.S. Uh, Panama. Uh, Panama game last night, and um, we're at Fitzgerald's, and they don't have the sound because the TV's not on. It's just, you know, they play the music. Mm-hmm. So we were watching it on NBC Universal. Vis- ah, so see it. And but they had the closed caption on. The closed caption was in Spanish. Oh, so the goals. Muy bueno. Yeah, so the goals you just see G O L exclamation point thirty it times. Just keeps, <laughs> going, it just keeps going. Go 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 go. It was pretty awesome. So why would you not go for that? I mean, when have you ever heard commentary and you're like, God damn, this commentary, I gotta have it. Well, I just I don't typically like when I like rewatch MLS matches. I don't. I just I watch it with like I'm watching. A, I can listen to a podcast or listen to music. I don't actually sure. listen to the, anybody talk about. MLS matches. Well, so we're on the we're on the same we're on the same. <laughs> why not listen to Spanish? I guess I just can't multitask and, and yeah. listen to other audio. So uh, let's move on to the stuff that really matters, and this is you know how Minnesota makes the most opportunity against RSL. Who is? I'm gonna throw this out there. This is a match in which we can be competitive. I said that against New England, you they had zero points. Um, it was going to be a better test than we had against juggernauts like Atlanta and Portland. Uh, however, we were also missing our starters as well. So this maybe is our best, most reasonable test yet. We have our starters. They're a mediocre team at best. So what do we need to take advantage of? Who sucks on RSL? Um, well, you said it earlier. Like it's a, it's an it's a pretty like solidly average team. Um, I don't think there's anybody who stands out in terms of uh, their relative suckitude. Um, you know, it's I think. We can have some success um, if, and this is a huge fucking if, um, we can actually get some um, uh, movement from um, our half of the field into the middle of the field and into the attacking third, which we have not, we did not do well. Um, we didn't, we haven't done well yet in, in any single game, actually, as a matter of fact. Like, all of our goals have been sort of almost against the run of play, so... I guess if we can, if you know, depending on who plays on the wings, if those guys can can you know get the ball and create some chances, um, maybe we got a shot. 
But I don't know. What about you know? What are your thoughts on that? I think that um, so, so their offense is the weakest point, and what I think I what I think I'd like to see is Minnesota to play um, a little bit more centrally on defense. Uh, we talk about on the right side of their defense, the hole between whoever's playing right back that day and who's mostly been Demidov playing the right side of the center. That is a that is a crease that is exploited constantly. I'd love to see that become a little bit more compact so that that crease is kind of minimized and you can you can plug it a little bit more easily even in the case of an error, uh, particularly because they don't have great wingers and um, their their threat is going to come more centrally from guys like Mosisian, uh, Plata, and even Silva, who's playing more like in the number 10 spot in the middle of a three-man uh, uh, attacking midfield. So uh, if they're gonna if they're gonna bring the attack centrally, let's let's collapse the defense more centrally. So Demidoff doesn't see the pitch this week, right? As yeah, and I didn't mean to, to make that point. <laughs> well, no, the, but the, the crease between the fullback and the right center back had been our problem. I if Dem so here's my thought, I, and I feel bad honestly. I feel bad for Demidoff because he's uh, he's got to go home and he's got to live with this and he's got to think about the, the the shit that people like you and I say <laughs> about him. I mean, think about like you know I work for Wells Fargo and I wonder if like hundreds and hundreds of people would people like, hate Wells get, Fargo would get on and no but, but say it about <laughs> me but say about I can't believe David Martin and fucking you know Wells Fargo can you believe it how did Wells Fargo even say and that's what everybody's like saying I feel terrible for him but that said if he sees the pitch then. He, it, it's no longer on Damodov to not see the field. It's on Heath to no longer see the yeah. sideline. Um, but do you feel the same way about Taylor? So <laughs> what was in it? Well, of course, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I don't want to see Taylor. I, I don't want to see Taylor. Uh, that said, uh, we looked at, at what we had for backups and how thin we were, and I'm like, I guess you stick Taylor out there. Yeah. I, mean, I was at a point where I was like, what else do you do? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I, I think – and people have made this point. Some people are argue against it. I think Demidoff, um, if if Coleman, if if the Coleman that we've been seeing the last uh, few matches is is the actual true Coleman, and and that's the level he can play at. You know, he he doesn't regress too much from where he's at. Maybe he gets a little better. Maybe he sort of stays the same. I think Coleman, Calvo, and and having those guys play consistently together would be okay. Consistency I, needs to be established. I, and which yeah, I mean the, the back lines look you know weird every game. Um, I'm not. I'm not 100% opposed to giving Demidoff some minutes. Not this week, as a central defensive mid, um, in that sort of Warner role. Because I think at least, if at least I I have a faith in Demidoff, of like generally having an idea of where he's supposed to be. Now he has been in, in that role, which is where he kind of played um, previously. He would go back and forth between being a center back and being a defensive mid. Um, but I would like to, I mean, obviously I don't think he sees the pitch this week. And I think that's a good thing, but I think getting him some, some time in practice into that central de- defensive mid role, make him, make him the enforcer. Um, you say, you know, give him a very distinct role and, and, uh, spot on the pitch where he needs to be. I think he can be the enforcer that, you know, that, that type of offense and, and defense. I think that Heath is trying to run, um, now I think he could make sense in that role, but Again, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. So, so uh, l- let me ask this, um, and we're getting away. <laughs> we're clearly getting away from RSL, but that's okay. Yeah. So, is your preferred starting back line reading from left to right? Is it Davis, Calvo, Coleman, 
and Tyson at this point. If we're gonna play four in the back, yeah. If we're gonna, uh, yeah. Don't don't get, give me your three in the back bullshit. Okay, we're no, we're not there. Yes. Okay, yes. That there. that that'd be my that'd be my my preferred four. Okay. So uh, I I think many would agree with you there. Yeah. I I like Warner in the CDM uh, right now. Uh, he had a poor game against the Revs. But I've heard people saying that he has been all out, like out and out terrible. I don't think that's true at all. I think he's been, he's I been think, serviceable. I think if sure. he if he is with with Warner, um, I think if he is only doing that CDM role, like if he's only sort of covering the the, the center backs, mm-hm. he's not trying to push up field. Oh, 100 percent agree. He he's fine in that role. Yep. Like I think between him and Demidoff, I think those two would be good in that role. The, the problem is is that Warner wanders. And that's a problem. And I don't know if you looked at if you look at his like heat map from the um, his passes from the last game, he was bombing shit up and down the field. He gave away two balls right in like in the middle of the field. I think when he is focused on corralling the ball and then getting it up to one of the wings, he's he's that's a perfect role for him. That's like the perfect spot. And I, I would actually and you know I think you alluded to it earlier. Schuler up the pitch in more of a um, an offensive minded, yeah, yeah, as a box to box offensive minded uh, mm-hmm. midfielder. Um, not quite, I don't know. It, it's it's a weird formation. It's not really quite a diamond um, per se, but it's more of like a four one, like three two or something like that. You know, sure. so I don't know. That's my um, who. I mean, but let's get to down to brass tacks because we got a bunch of other shit to talk about, including some questions. Uh, who's gonna win this weekend? <laughs> so uh, so. I mean, I wrote, I wrote who the fuck cares because at this point. <laughs> um, so so this is a this is a game at home for Minnesota United. I think that that, that, that matters. Um, that said, I think it's just going to be a slightly lower scoring shellacking against Minnesota. This team lacks confidence. Um, even though we're going to have our starters back, there's also a, a, a lack of cohesion uh, because we've constantly been shifting that defense, uh, uh, switching personnel and stuff like that. So. Um, I see it more like a three to nothing loss to to Real Salt Lake. Okay, I mean I think Minnesota scores. I think they get two. Um, two. I, th- okay. I think I think RSL gets four though. So two to four. Jesus, the team that has one goal is gonna score four goals. There's no elixir <laughs> like the Minnesota elixir, right? Listen, yeah. I mean if it ain't broke. Oh, <laughs> well, let's get into picks or it didn't happen. This is us recapping the picks that we made last week, as you know we are expert prognosticators of mls uh, you're con- really. people are constantly coming to us online saying what's going to happen tell me what bets should i make so i can do the exact opposite of those bets <laughs> right 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 yeah <laughs> we've we've made a lot of people very rich um spiritually rich uh so we only had three games basically new england and minnesota <laughs> imagine this we both predicted minnesota would win and prognosticators that we are we were both correct no, Great new, job. new england yeah, New England. Pre- yeah, you said Minnesota. Did I say that? Yeah, you did say uh, Minnesota. Cle- clearly, I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, New England is, is, was who we thought was going to win, and that's exactly what happened. Um, New York Red Bulls versus the RL Cells. Uh, 0-0 tie. Neither of us guessed that. Neither of us had a draw. I think we Sad. both had we both had Red Bulls, right? Winning Correct. Yeah, we both yeah. – and, and uh, you know, credit to Real Salt Lake. Defense put it up against a team that's hard to do it defensively yeah. against. I think nobody called Columbus beating Portland, but they were at map free – Maybe there's something in that, and uh, Columbus has the potential to not be a terrible team. It must be said. Mm-hmm. That said, you know Portland still hung two on them, of course, and uh, but uh, you know it was Columbus three to two, Columbus won, and definitely neither of us picked them. Absolutely not. So, so if we're looking at running total, Zeller this week you were one and two. We were both one and two. Um, overall, you are 15 correct picks and 22 incorrect picks. Yep. In baseball, that's great. 
in uh, you know soccer, it's not good. Yep. Uh, nope. I have just dipped below the 500 mark with my one and two week. I am now 18 correct picks and 19 incorrect picks. I'm that much better than you. Uh, We're both uh, in the red, though, in terms of money because of uh, VIGs and all that. So we're not doing well in terms of Vegas. So, Alas. Well, let's talk about the stuff everybody came here for then. It's the week five picks. we got a whole fresh, hot plate right. full of let's, uh, let's fucking let's, 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 let's fucking power through these. Uh, let's do it. Power. I want to get to these questions. We got some good questions. So Let's, let's do it. Okay. All right. So, so uh, the Toronto FCs versus the uh, Sporting Kansas Cities. Two, 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 to two. I, I, I've got one to two. I see Kansas City pouring out. I love them. Cool. Um, Seattle and Atlanta. Who do you got? Um, that looks like almost like Seattle when you combine the two. Uh, I think Seattle oh, pulls Jesus, it out. You're right. <coughs> uh, Martinez went down. I think uh, Seattle wins three to two. Three to two. I've got uh, <laughs> actually a three to three tie. Two high-powered offenses. I see it uh, working its way into an exciting stalemate. Uh, the New York Cities versus the San Jose's. Uh, 3-1 to the Blues. And I, to the <laughs> I, love it. Uh, I actually have New York City winning as well, 2-1. to one. Um, The Chicago's versus the Montreal's. 2-1 uh, fire. You're getting on board the hype train? Getting on board the, the Chicago hype train. Choo, 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 <laughs> motherfucking choo. I got a 3-1 to one win for Chicago. Everybody knows I love <laughs> Chile. Um, let's look at Columbus and Orlando. Whom do you get? Uh, back in uh, back in Ohio, two nothing to uh, to Columbus. Apparently, Map Free is a great place to play. I have the exact identical pick, two to one for Columbus. Ooh, right. so, sorry, Orlando's. Uh, the uh, DC Comics versus the Philadelphias. Um, if no one actually shows up, does this game actually count? Uh, one one. <laughs> I also have a draw, but I have a zero zero draw. It looks like <laughs> both of us didn't expect <laughs> shit out of this game. The one that matters, Minnesota versus uh, uh, the Rail Salt Lake Monarchs. Um, you said two to four. Yes. And I'm uh, gonna double down on my prediction of a zero to three RSL win. Houston versus the New York Bread Bowls. Who do you got? Uh, I got a. I kind of like the Houston team too. I think two two. Didn't we just go off on Houston before the season starts? <laughs> we, so we, um, th- th- we did. Suck. They've been okay. Yeah. Uh, that said, I love the Red Bulls this year. They've won Sporter Shield two out of the four last uh, last years. New York Red Bulls are going to win this three to one. The uh, Vancouver versus the Galaxy. I got three nothing L.A. Galaxy. So because you just had a hard on for the Galaxy this whole I preseason. I not. I thought they were going to barely make the playoffs. That's a hard on in my book. Yeah. Um, I've got Vancouver losing. I, I don't like L.A. this year, uh, but I, <laughs> I've said I don't like Vancouver this year. So uh, one to nothing for L.A. Um, the Portlands versus the New Englands. You put up a bold prediction on this one. Uh, five to three, Portland winning. Portland's going to put Portland's, up five Portland goals. can score so many fucking goals. They also cannot defend. New England can score a ton of goals. Also really shitty at defending. Five to three, Portland. Yeah. You think that New England's uh, offense is going to have a lot of confidence from having played Minnesota? I, huh? Yeah, I think so. So I, I saw a relatively high-scoring game as well. Portland puts in three. New England only puts in one. Be bold, man. New England is not going to be, be as good. Bold. They're still playing Portland, okay? Um, honestly, I think Portland. Uh, I think New England's goal is going to become uh, come because of game states. I think it's going to be Portland takes a foot off the gas and allows one. And then uh, because we're not going to talk to you folks until these games have already uh, uh, either happened or will be underway when we're recording, we've got CONCACAF Champions League's picks for you. First of all, next Tuesday, we got Pachuca and uh, FC Dallas. Whom do you got? Uh, this is down in Mexico, uh, and I think uh, Dallas gets a 1-1 draw, and they advance to the CONCACAF Champions League final. 
doesn't happen often. Uh, just Montreal and uh, Real Salt Lake, if yep, my memory serves me correct. correct. Yep. Um, so uh, I actually have um, Pachuca walking away with his three to nothing. And how much do you hate America, man? Do you want to know? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh no, you don't. <laughs> I did. Um, I did. I did say this national anthem was really fucking stupid two weeks ago. That was so. a great start. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the U.S. national team rules uh, no longer like you. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver, whom I've said I hate, but that's the weirdness of Concacaf Champ- Champions League. They also happen to be in the semis of the Champions League for the whole continent, even though they suck. So, Vancouver versus Tigres U A N L. In Vancouver, I think they uh, lose two to three. Uh, Tigres obviously advances, um, but they also they had a they had two nothing win earlier. And I've, I've got Tigres advancing as well. Uh, even in Vancouver, I don't like Vancouver, but I have them putting up a bit of a better show. Uh, no goals to Vancouver. Tigres are going to get one in, and that's all it takes. So uh, we'll come back later with our Tigres and uh, Pachuca predictions, I guess. Yeah, maybe we, can, maybe we can get it on the bar when we're recording next week. You don't like it here? No. You don't like it's it? far away. I come up there like every week. I, know, you I come feel down like here I might get murdered down, down here occasionally. I feel like I might get murdered down. Driving around out here. Anyways, keep moving oh along. Oh, my God. Moving along. Let's move on to indulge your fantasy. Let's talk about what happened in fantasy this week. I thought I had a hell of a week. At least I started off having a hell of a week. You ended up putting in 72 points this week. Yeah. To be fair, it was mostly easy to predict who was going to have a great week. I mean, I put one, one Agadello, and I like I made him my captain. So That's all it takes. <laughs> so, so, so that is good enough for you to uh, bump up to 10th position. Mm. In the league. That's right. Pretty good pole position there. Now, I put in 68. That's a pretty good week for me. God, I'm still if you just one more point, man. One more point. I am still clawing back from that week where I did not save my lineups. That puts me at 14th place, a respectable 14th place. Nobody's going to remember uh, my opening week at that. Yeah. So um, who kicked ass? This week, somebody who's kicked ass before, Loon City put in 92 points. Hell of a week. That was about as good as it would get. Yeah. Um, but, however, that was only good enough to push Loon City up to third place. If we take a look at the top of the standings, first, Looney Bin, Patrick Rydeen, still whooping some monster ass there in first place. The Brothers Demidov, a wonderful name, but good Lord, we don't need two of them. <laughs> uh, Spencer Agnew. Um, Agnew, that means like lamb, right? In uh, uh, Latin. Lamb. I have no idea. I think it does. I took one year. I took a year of Latin in high school, and I have no idea. Well, brush up. Uh, and finally, <laughs> my cat, my, cat my cat's trying to crawl under the door. <laughs> this is why you want to go to the bar. You're worried about my cat. Uh, finally, uh, no, I'm sorry, we're at McGillicuddy's. We're at a bar. Yeah. Uh, finally, Loon City has clawed their way in a third place. Congratulations, Loon City, in a great week. Now, we're out of the real stuff. We have hundreds of questions in our mailbox right now. Let's take them one by one and start at the top. Question one, I'm pitching this to you, Zeller. What will it realistically take for Adrian Heath to get fired? And this is Colin, uh, Colin Solberg. <laughs> Um, what would it realistically take for Adrian Heath to get fired? Um, for someone to videotape him at uh, Deja Vu, uh, literally fingering a stripper. That would I do it. That is what would probably get him fired right now. You don't believe that? Um... <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't. I honestly like. I. What do I? What What do I envision as like? The breaking point for me is a whole other other thing, but I think what realistically, I think he was given um, enough. I think he was given leeway of at least two years by the ownership and by um, and by the front office. I mean, basically by the front office, you know, Manny and 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 uh, Nick Rogers and all that. So unless well, th- they're not going to give him two years of this, though. I mean, they can't. They 
he he will last this he will last the entire year. Let's put, I, he, there's no way he gets fired uh, this year, in my opinion. I mean, if he gives up, if Minnesota United gives up 150 goals, then yeah, maybe. If he, Minnesota United gives up 120 goals and he does nothing to fucking fix this defense over the course of the year, then maybe, yeah, then maybe he might go at the end of the year. But there's no, there is absolutely no chance he gets fired before the end of the year. I, I tend to think that they're a conservative bunch too. I don't I don't think they part ways with him um, rashly. And to be fair, uh, my personal opinion is that this isn't all on Heath as well. Um, uh, Absolutely he, not. Heath, Heath had, you know what, two months to do the kinds of scouting and, and find the kind of players. There's another guy in the house that's had plenty of time to do that, and that's uh, Manny Lagos. I, and if, to be in that, I 100% agree, and I think Manny is actually the one who's probably should be on the hot seat, not uh, not Adrian Heath. Nobody's I mean, talking about it. Adrian Heath, Heath, Heath is a public face. Adrian Heath has been – he's had his tactics have been – pretty shit at least he hasn't learned oh, sure he hasn't learned i mean whatever you run two lineups out that get get railed in goals and then you run this a, a lineup that, that's very similar for the next two games in one game you happen to you know draw two two but the next game you get railed again like he's clearly has not learned and didn't had did not learn from his time in orlando but the person you're right the person who has like helped craft this roster the ones who did not do any work and last year when they were in NASL to start procuring some talent for this year, that's on that's on Manny. And I know that's a sometimes maybe an unpopular opinion, but like, when does Manny start getting some, you know, some uh, some heat? So. But I, I hear that you know basically Manny took a trip to Costa Rica, he took a trip to Scandinavia, and they took a trip down in South America. That was how it worked. And then that was it. That was where the players came from. So they, like, they haven't even actually got anybody from South America. No, yet. they haven't gotten anybody. Yeah. But 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 that was basically they took those trips. That can't be your scouting infrastructure. You can't have one guy traveling and they say, "I'll sign whom I see." There has to be some. It takes a while to get that scouting infrastructure set up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I totally understand that. But this is not the first expansion team. We could have done better. And you're, you're they've <laughs> had they've had more or less two years to start getting this shit set up. But that's you know whatever. <laughs> and any whom um, uh, next question, which away venue are you most looking forward to visiting this is from uh, at hockey Milwaukee, the uh, person whom also linked <coughs> us to a, a wonderful video, which we're talking about in a little bit. Um, uh, I mean, I was very, very excited to go to, to uh, Colorado. Um, that is, a, you know, it's in spite of it being you know, 20 miles outside of the city and um, a really cool spot. Um, I think I very excited to go to Portland at some point. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, uh, but Ann and I are looking at, you know, one other away trip somewhere on the East coast. Um, I know it's kind of a shithole in terms of soccer stadiums, but I, as a baseball fan as well, like seeing a soccer match at, uh, Yankee stadium, I think would be kind of cool. I know Jesus it's, Christ, it's dude. goddamn terrible, narrow stadium. Um, but I also am, uh, you know, nostalgia, nostalgia nerd and, I will appreciate all the baseball stuff that's like around there at the same time. Um, but I guess in terms of like the place I'm really looking forward to go to though, in terms of like soccer specific stuff would be Orlando. Actually. I think that is a, that's going to be a precursor to what our stadium is going to look like. So I know we play in Orlando, not this year, but next year. So I would really, I am, I know a super rookie lives down there as well. So I think I actually might try and go to Orlando next year and get, and maybe see that sort of that standing section that we're going to have in 2019. So how about you? Honestly, um, I no, not honestly. Um, I, I told you, and we've both talked about being Kansas City fans, kind of in the back of our minds. Um, 
I've actually never been to Kansas City Stadium. Now, oh really? Uh, well, and I don't travel much. I've got kids in the in the kind of job and stuff like that. Um, we used to live closer to there uh, when I lived in Des Moines, and I was teaching down in Des Moines, and we went down and we saw a few Kansas City uh, Wizards games. Okay, Wizards uh, be- before the Wizards <laughs> before a Community America Ballpark before they had the great new stadium. So, so I, I've been down there, but having had fo- again, they're not my team of choice now, but having followed the team before, I'd love to see that stadium. And by all accounts, it's a, it's an incredible. Are stadium, you so. thinking about coming down? for the for the match uh when they play uh i'm not traveling yeah i'm going down i'm going down to uh taking the bus we're leaving the bus at 5 a.m on saturday morning going to the match turning around it's like turn and burn so coming down driving eating some barbecue down there turning around after the match coming back up so leave here at 5 a.m on saturday morning back in minneapolis at like 3 a.m on sunday morning you know and i'm gonna actually be working the next day like at the open streets lindale i think i'm gonna be tabling an event so i'll basically be passed out and the middle of Lindale Avenue, um, somewhere. So come find me. I, I know we've got a lot of questions to get through. I I actually was eating barbecue at Fiorella's Jack Stack Barbecue down in Kansas City, and the entire Chicago Fire team showed up and uh, ate at that same restaurant. Nice. It was pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. And they were all like in uniform. Okay. <laughs> it was weird. Um, anyways, let's move on. Uh, uh, Hockey Milwaukee also pointed us to a video called That Deuce Video, was what he called it. <laughs> yeah, it's called the video's called. So if anybody's not seen this, it's called uh, Don't Tread. Um, you had never seen this. I had seen this video before. Um, I had uh, when I hosted trivia, I used to write questions, and I wrote questions about athletes who, who uh, you know, were artists as well. Jack was featured there. Anyways, before the 2006 World Cup, um, uh, Clint Dempsey, uh, in his uh, rapping alter ego Deuce, they created a video that Nike Soccer did, and sort of like as an amp up to the World Cup, uh, called "Don't Tread," and uh, Clint Dempsey raps in the video. It's pretty good. Um, my notes here. Um, this eleven years ago, literally eleven years ago, this month is when that video came out. So now you feel old. Um, but yeah, Google or YouTube, uh, don't tread Deuce or don't tread Clint. I mean, maybe don't tre- don't tread Deuce. Maybe don't tread Clint Dempsey. Um, not a not a terrible rapper. Um, no, not as not, good as me. But. He's a, he's very he's a clearly a very good driver. He's a very good soccer player. Not a terrible rapper. Head bobber, not so much. He's kind of not a good head bobber. So. I just want to see a rapper who's stoic, doesn't doesn't even like move, just stands there and just mutters. Yeah. Um. So moving on from that, I don't know. That wasn't even a question. He just said, <laughs> he just, he, just look well, at the video want, and talk want, about he it." He wanted our opinions on it. Like he wanted us to talk about he's, it. So. He's an, he's an okay rapper. He has yeah. a good voice for it. Yeah. His, his flows aren't as clever, but yeah. uh, he has a good voice for it. Yeah. How can you? Okay. I'm, I'm actually. I might be coming in, in your direction here one of these weekends. Uh, my wife's family oh, lives in Madison, so God, maybe we'll have to hook up and watch some soccer. So I hate Milwaukee. <laughs> I do too, um, but would this <laughs> next next question comes from Luke Cradge? Uh, would this year's squad do better against one horse-sized duck or eleven duck-sized horses? Okay, so my question, my response to that, or my question to Luke, which he obviously is not here to uh, help facilitate, is: um, Do we have one uh, Ibsen-sized horse, or do we have eleven horse-sized Ibsens? We've we've got. I don't know. <laughs> no, just, uh, yeah. Sorry. So um, that's a that's a stupid question, Luke. I'm sorry. El- Eleven anything's would pick us apart. Okay. If at least that's if there were one, we could we could we we'd at least know where to stand. So the, so the answer is one horse-sized duck. Yes, that w- that that we'd have better better luck against yeah. that. Um, Luke has also submitted another useful question. Would last year's NASL squad beat this year's MLS squad? Everybody loves to play this no. game. No. Fuck no. Well, and you got to remember, our, our squad last year for NASL wasn't that great. I mean, on paper it looked good, but 
yeah, if you look at the last two years, honestly, the last three years have looked great on paper and have not produced. Not so absolutely not. No, no, fuck no. No. Sorry, Luke. Yeah. I love you. Sorry. He wanted to be provocative. Let's, go get, let's go get Pizza Lucha sometime soon. God, that's <laughs> um, so, so we're going to go to a question from the Bill McGuire. The real Bill McGuire has asked a question. When do you see Kevin uh, – excuse me. When do you use Kevin Venegas again? He was, in, in Bill's opinion, he was no worse than anyone else has been at right back, and he added several chances on offense, which he's wont to do. So you give him another run out when you do that? Um. I actually was watching the game with Bill uh, on Saturday. I, not the, New England was the perfect opportunity for him, as we talked about last week, where they, they're not going to attack on, on the wings. His defense – so his defense is, is not going to be uh, susceptible over there. Um, I mean, the only – I guess the only opportunity I see playing him, you're not – he's not playing as a right back. It's going to be as more of a midfielder and be bombing in crosses. So – um, I guess against a team that is susceptible to crosses, you might throw him in as in, especially, especially if you play that three, five, two, I've been talking no. about as, as in the midfield. Um, I mean, that's, that would be the only time I would see that he gets a regular opportunity to, to try and get a start. I think otherwise he maybe comes in to spell, um, you know, um, for 20 minutes or three, a T for 20 minutes or, you know, 25 minutes or something like that. So I don't think he's going to get any regular playing time. Yeah, you know, I, I see the comment that, that um, he's been as good as anybody else at right back. Tyson has played right back, what, oh yeah, one one game now? Yeah, he, play, he played one game because he just got off the plane, Yeah, and that was at right back. Yeah. So I'm not counting that. That was a pickup game for him, basically. Um, so in my mind, I don't think Tyson has been horrible. He's been played out of position. I'd like to see yeah. what Tyson can do getting regular spells at right back and having a consistent right center back partner. Coleman could be the best of that partner. He's going to look worse Tyson or anybody, but Tyson is going to look worse when you're paired with Demidov at the right center back. So um, I, I think Tyson is fine. Yeah. As for Viva, he's he's backup. I, honestly, I thought Viva didn't look very good against the refs, but I mean, I didn't either. <laughs> nobody else did. Well, nobody really looked good <laughs> outside of Coleman. So uh, Bill couldn't stop himself, and he asked two questions this week. What match <laughs> should I pretend to care about this week? You don't have uh, to pretend. There's good matches this week. The, Mersey, the Merseyside Derby. You don't have, you don't have to pretend to care about that one. That, well, that Bill does because he's not really a Liverpool fan, but he's not. He doesn't hate Liverpool. Me and Bill have watched Liverpool matches together at B Dubs. <laughs> of <laughs> so, course, at Buffalo Wild. I don't know. I mean, care, can I pretend to care about the Minnesota United game? It should be <laughs> relatively nice out. Like it should not be thirty degrees and and four inches of snow. So that'd Bill, be nice. Bill cares about the uh, the United game. So so if there's, I think he's talking about neutral games, right? I, that's my opinion. So mm. if you got to look at neutral games, I'm looking at Seattle and Atlanta. Those are two strong offenses, I think, except for Joseph Martinez being out uh, um, a little bit of – I'm enjoying watching them suffer through that. Um, that said, should still be an amazing game. Um, watch it, Bill. Yeah, Portland, New England, eight goals. Fucking market. Christ market so. right here, motherfuckers. Eight goals in that game. Okay, so we got a question from Steve Hamlin. Steve Hamlin writes – and I'm, I'm cutting out some of the other stuff. Uh, why? Just why? And How? What do you think? Eh. Well, let's okay. So, 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 poor scouting, a poor job of scouting, as well as a poor scouting infrastructure. Um, a coach who 
probably has particular talents and, and an idea for what he wants, but doesn't know how to use the pieces he has. He just continues to plow on with, with, with his vision. Um, three, uh, bad luck. Four, games like New England, where, you know, we, we missed a lot of that, that, partly luck. You know, we missed a lot of starters for a lot of different reasons. Um, there's reasons. But I also think that this level of poorness is unsustainable. I don't, I don't, I don't think that we're going to go an entire year playing as poorly as we have. Well, I mean, I would also throw in their lack of depth. Yeah, clearly, oh, yo, yeah. Clearly, I mean, we went, we traveled with seventeen players on an eighteen-man roster. I literally, I think I made a joke like, "Hey, uh, anybody from traveling fans, like, come and check and see with Heath. Maybe he's got an eighteenth roster roster spot for you. You know." Like Sheaf could have gotten out there. Sheaf could have got yeah. I mean, he's goalkeeper. Why not? You know, uh, she plays goal goalkeeper for his uh, graduate school league or whatever out in Pennsylvania. So yeah, like literally, like travel with seventeen. Fuck, we we have a a pool goalkeeper in our squad right now, and you know what? We had a, a no. We had another goalkeeper that we cut because whatever, and we cut Starikov who signed with the Cosmos. I literally, I, depth is a huge problem with this team. There's a part of me that, that thinks about, boy, what if we had Starikov? You know, you well, a couple of goals in preseason. I don't think to think about. I don't know. Uh, it's, you can't know. Eh, Nobody ever. And but depth, depth especially, in depth especially on our defense, and are just just a really piss poor, uh, like creation of a uh, cohesive defensive unit. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the that's the how. Yeah. That's there the how. Go. So. All your answers answered right here. Let's wrap this thing up. You can find us uh, on the inter- uh, the WWWs, as it were, at uh, davesiknow.com. Find satire, find our podcasts, and find weekly precaps where we preview each game and give you a little food for thought. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at T-D-I-K-M-N. That's the Daves I Know. You can email us questions if that's a, you know, if you have AOL or whatever at the Daves I know MN at gmail.com. You made that as convoluted as possible. I know. Here's the thing. If you send us a question. So I, I went through, actually, I went through our entire, uh, our Gmail today. Um, all was just Twitter <laughs> mentions and stuff like that. You send me a question. Send us a question uh, to the email. And that gives you more, more characters. You can more expand characters. upon your question. You can give us a little bit of context. Nuance, yeah. Um, and you include your postal address or the address of a friend or enemy. I will personally send a handwritten note. You can even dictate what I send in the handwritten note. I guarantee you I will put uh, postage on a goddamn envelope and send a note to whomever you want. You? Uh, I said a friend. Maybe you have someone you want to just tell them to fuck off. Just let me know. I will tell that person to fuck off in uh, in, uh, handwritten form. Is it really called handwritten if you yourself personally just cut the letters out of the magazine (laughs) and paste them in? It's not really handwritten. I will actually – I will will write it out myself. I will – I will not have a, a return address on that probably, but I, <laughs> I will okay. definitely I will definitely email or I'll definitely uh, send literal postage like a little note card um, that says "fuck off" if you want me to. Just gotta give me gotta send us a question, and then you have to give me the uh, the information. For we should so. should have gotten in the postcard business <laughs> and not the uh, the podcast business. So that that is definite article. The Dave's I know MN at gmail.com. Yes. Find us on Facebook if that's something that you care to do. Facebook.com slash Dave's I know you can find our podcast on Stitcher tune in SoundCloud and for the first time ever and forever for God's sake we are on iTunes can you fucking believe it well we, we buried the lead here didn't we? the joke the joke is that we've actually been on iTunes for a long fucking time what <laughs> yes 
Uh, Colin Solberg pointed out that, uh, yeah, we've been on iTunes basically since like the second week. They just, they just never told me, they never responded to my email saying, oh yeah, you're on, you're on. I, I went in actually, oh. I went into iTunes earlier this week and with, uh, cause I don't have iTunes on my computer cause I have a Chromebook and on my wife's computer and checked and yep, you can find our fucking podcast there. So Hey, leave a review, rate yeah. us five stars, <laughs> please. Uh, oh five God. stars. Leave a review. Um, I, well, I guess I'll probably check them once every couple of weeks. I don't know. People can't type in comments, can they? It's oh yeah, just, they, oh yeah. Stars. No, you, no, oh, you can leave reviews. Sake. Please leave reviews. Uh, Please leave reviews on iTunes because that actually helps move us move us up the ranks of soccer podcasts. Oh God, we're gonna skyrocket up those so. ranks. Um, you can find uh, uh, David Zeller at Texas Zeller on Twitter. You can find me, David Martin, at offensive underscore loons dude if this week hey hey what i'm gonna be at the game this weekend (laughs) yeah boy (laughs) hey we're both gonna be at the game this weekend dude if if we win like five to nothing i don't care if i gotta just leave these kids i don't care if i get a divorce let's just do it i'm I'm there all right let's do it all right all right we are the daves you know this was the daves i know Land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one.